0: Um, tabukatham Ritam tapta jivanam, kaviviritam kalma shapaham, shravanam angalam shri bhuvigrinanti ji, The nature of the words is the life for those who are scorched by the world. The words which have been uttered by the knowers of truth which wipe out sins, the very hearing of which is beneficial, which are beautiful, pleasing to the ears, pleasing to the hearts, which are inexha- inexhaustible. Those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty. Om, peace, 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 be The name of this series is Satprasaṅga, Gems from the Garden of Saints, Spiritual Discourses by Swami Vishuddhananda, a disciple of Holy Mother and I think he was the seventh, eighth president of the Ramakrishna order. He was a great soul born in 1883, passed away in 1962. I met him many times, but I did not get any chance to be very close to him because he died very shortly after I joined the Order. I am sorry, last two Weeks I was not here. I went to Europe. I was invited to speak in London by Vivekananda Human Center. It is their annual celebration. They rented Logan Hall, seven hundred audience. We are five, six swamis are there. One swami from Paris. Geneva, London, Canada, myself, and one from Belurimod, big function. And I was the keynote speaker, I had to speak twice, five days in London, two days in Amsterdam, there also I had to speak, and eight days in Germany, we have three centres in Germany, Berlin near Frankfurt and the retreat center one and half an hour drive from Frankfurt. And their topic, self-alienation, what happens when you are separated from God. That was the topic of the retreat but I got a great compliment from a German woman, she is a doctor. Swami, my English knowledge is very little, but I read they lived with God and God lived with them, these two books. My English-German dictionary was there, but I did not open it, so that is a great compliment. They are trans- translating those two books into German language. Anyhow, I came back last Saturday, but I was late and I could not come for the Shotsam. <coughs> Swami Vishuddha Nanda's conversation, dialogue on spiritual life to the devotees, Ramakrishna Mission Ashram Shilchars, 11th April 1957. Every afternoon, Swami would talk to the devotees. He was really an amazing person. He could lift people's minds in no time. He started, who is fit to chant God's name? That is the way he started that day. Then he quoted from Chaitanya's teachings. Trinadopi sunicena tararopi saishnana Amaninamana kirtani kirtaniyo sadaharihi Be humbler than a blade of grass. Be patient like a forbearing tree. Take no honor to thyself, but give honor to all. Chant unceasingly the name of the Lord. That is the translation of that English verse. Shwami said, A must have some ornaments, those ornaments are, first, humility, second, forbearance, third, egolessness. With these qualifications, if you chant God's name, it will be very effective. Chanting God's name. This is very special in the tradition. There is a famous book in Christian tradition also, Pilgrim's Way, which is written by a great mystic. He reads in the Bible, Saint Paul says, pray unceasingly. How a, can a person pray unceasingly? How is it possible? He went and visited different monasteries and asked this question. Nobody could answer him. Pray unceasingly. How? i love have to eat, I'll have to sleep, I'll have to do this, this. Then he went to a monastery and that monk told him the secret. Repeat mantra. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. That is the mantra he got. And he prayed. Several hours a day. In Vedantic tradition, it is called japam, Jopam. pa Ajopājop. If you go on repeating the mantra, one hour, two hours, three hours, you see in Vaishnava tradition, do you know what you think? Eight days non stop chanting God's name. You chant two hours, then I shall chant two hours, he will chant two hours by rotation. I saw in Puri, in Gambira, where Chaitanya used to live, 24 hours monks are chanting God's name. You two hours, I shall two hours, they are taking turns, day, night, I am how many hundreds of years the tradition was going on in Gambira. What happens? When you chant God's name, go on repeating mantra, rhythmically, take instructions from, from the Guru first, and then go on repeating mantra, then do you know what will happen? Mantra will enter your system. Your prana, your breath, will go on repeating mantra. When still, when you are asleep, <coughs> that mantra vibrates. It is a sound. How does it vibrate? There are four parts of the sound. Para, poshanti, madhyama, bhaikari. Para is unmanifested sound, Brahman, silence. From silence, first evolves the sound, thoughts, ideas. That is called poshanti, that is a God stage. All three gunas are there. Sound is above about to manifest. They call it bhava mukha. Anyhow I shall explain. Then the sound comes in the mental plane. The moment it comes in the mental plane, then we are in the realm of the ideas. Then it comes in the verbal plane. Vaikhuri, expressed sound. I am expressing sounds, you are listening the sound. Sound also is a mysterious phenomenon, people do not understand. Sound merges into silence, again it comes as a sound. Sometimes our voice changes the meaning. I remember once Swami Bhutishananda was telling, do you know how just voice changes the meaning? A boy wants to go to school asking his mother, Mother, Mom, I am going to school. Mother says, go. Means she is approving. A stranger, a thief entered your room, go! The go means get out from this place. (laughs) He was, that Swami was so funny. Then perhaps a lover is leaving the house, the beloved is telling, go! That means don't go, stay with me. (laughs) How the voice tone bias changes the meaning. Come, no, you are pushing. Go means don't go. Stay with me. <laughs> how bias changes the meaning. I am just telling about the how the meaning changes. Through words we make friends. Through words we make enemies. We are not born with friends and enemies. So anyhow. Swami started to speak about this mantra, then He said, you know, God has everything, but one thing he is lacking. Do you know what does He want? He wants bhakti, devotion from the devotees." There is a song Sri Ramakrishna used to sing, I am not reluctant to give liberation. Ask liberation, immediately I shall give to you. But I am afraid to give devotion to the devotees. Do you know why? They will bind me with their love and I shall be at their and call. They will make me as their servant. God, do this, do this for me, do that for me. They will dictate me. That is the reason I am reluctant to give devotion to the devotees. But ask liberation, go. Go, then you will not disturb me anymore. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Have liberation and just now enjoy yourself. <laughs> Don't disturb me. What God needs is dinota humility. There is a Chinese philosopher. He used to live in a cave, and if you enter your cave, you will have to crawl. There is a small gate, without crawling you cannot enter that cave. Somebody says, why do you do that? Well, this is the way I want people's heads should be down. They must learn humility if they want to see me. Humility. Who is an obstacle of our humility? Ego. Sri Ramakrishna says, when there is rain... Water does not accumulate on the top of the peak of the mountain. Water comes straight to the valley, down. So all love, blessings, spirituality will come to the, to that person who is humble. That's what Ramakrishna said. All vegetables, fruits, all these things grow in that place. People become proud for their money, for their prestige, for their learning. They are the obstacles, they are the stopping us to enter the Kingdom of Heaven. Oh God. as I told you many times, Sayaja Jabuti, she came and and said that I have a little ego problem. I said, are you Miss Universe? No. Do you have millions? No. Do you have PhD degree? No. Then what do you have? (laughs) People become proud if you have fantastic beauty, or a lot of learning, or a lot of money. You may be proud. You may feel pride. But what do you have? That is true, Swami, but still I am proud. (laughs) Sri Krishna gave another beautiful answer. Baruro baruace. In the evening, a firefly blinks and it thinks I am am giving light to the world. When the stars come, firefly blinks, you know, it it, is overpowered by the light of the star. Then comes the moon. Star fades. When comes the sun, the sun comes. The moon fades. In this way, we see that the fire, moon cannot say that I am shedding light to the world. So, if you see that there are some people better than you, so you should not be proud of your own little achievements and this and that. That's he said. Especially pride for learning. Ooh, it's the greatest obstacle. I am a great scholar, great writer. Great obstacle. Mm-hmm. Diyanu Vartanam taktva Shastranu vartyanam taktva tak Lokānu vartanam taktua swadhyaswapanayanam kuru Shankara says in Christ's Jewel of Discrimination, Bivikuchurāmani. Lokānu vartanam taktua. Lokānu vartanam. Lok means name and fame. I want name and fame. Most people. I want to be famous. taktva dehanu vartanam. Sounds Sa- 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 people are very attached to the body. Physical beauty. Shastranu Vartanam taktva. Some people want to show their erudition, quoting the scriptures, giving a fantastic discourses. These are all false ego. Swadhyasaprananam Krujipanatha hypnotize yourself. Then Krishna said in the Gita Swami quoted in human life, problems will come. Is there anything wrong? She, she has gone Matras kaunteya shi toshna stu ka dukhoda agama apayunanitta tanga sabharata syukha eva um, dukha happiness and misery they come to every human being how? matrasparshastu matra asparshop It is the contact of the senses and the sense objects bring this happiness and misery. My eyes. If it is a beautiful thing, I get happiness. If it is not very beautiful, same eyes bring unhappiness. Smell. Beautiful smell brings happiness. Bad odor brings unhappiness. Hearing. Good sound brings happiness. Bad sound brings unhappiness. So in this way we find Constantly, the senses are bringing things and creating all these problems. So, it will come. We cannot stop it. So, Swad... So, he was telling that, tongue so, is so forbear. There is no other way. It will come, happiness, misery, they are coming in a cyclic order, they rotate. You will never see a person all the time happy or all the time unhappy. This is the way. Cyclone never blows 24 hours. It comes and goes, that's all. Sri Ramakrishna says, He who forbears, who endures, survives. If he who does not endure, perishes. Then Swami talked about Bhakulata. What is most important thing in spiritual life is longing, hunger for God. He mentioned that Sri Ramakrishna first realised God through longing, not through practising spiritual disciplines. Seeing the setting sun, he used to rub his face on the grass and saying, Mother, another day is gone in vain, still thou art not revealed unto me. Sri Ramakrishna used to cry. Bakulata. And then, what did he do? He went to the temple, took the sword of Kali, and was about to kill himself. At that time, Divine Mother appeared before him. That was Sri Ramakrishna's first vision. Extreme. But these things he did it without sh- any show used to do these things a dee, hours of night, under panchuvati. And then he practiced. Twelve after you see when you have the vision of God you stop. "Ah, I I have seen God I'll not have to do anything. But Sri Ramakrishna did not do that. His vision was in perhaps eighteen fifty six. Then, next twelve years he practiced Shadhana. Do you know what? You got a medical degree. But, next they will go, before you come to practice, you will have to go through so many programs, you know, so many things you will have to learn before you start to practice. Only a degree is not enough. Experience. So, if you want to be a good teacher, (coughs) if you want to be a good teacher, you need good experience. Well, What do you mean by good experience? Good experience is, There are some doctors he can treat various diseases, not specialized. Well I'm only heart specialized. Heart specialist. Heart specialist only looks after the heart. If I have headache or some other thing, oh no, that is not my department. But there are some doctors he can treat, general physicians, he can deal many diseases, very expert. So <coughs> He, was, he practiced tantra, Vedanta, then various kinds of sadhanas of Christianity, Islam, various sadhanas he practiced, so that he can satisfy all kinds of people. That is, we don't find these things in any other divine incarnation except Sri Ramakrishna. Then Swami mentioned about Guru in his spiritual life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also has a guru. Look, Ramachandra has guru, Vashistha. Krishna's guru, Shandipan Muni. Then Chaitanya has guru, Keshav Bharati. Sri Ramakrishna has several gurus. Bhairavi Brahmani, Totapuri. Guru is very, very important in his spiritual life. Otherwise, doubt remains that Ramakrishna has the same problem. After God's realization, he was behaving; his behavior changed. The temple people thought that he was crazy. Motur brought big, big, famous physicians to treat him. But I am not crazy; I just realized God. But people think I am crazy. So he had doubt. All people say that he was crazy, Ramakrishna was crazy. Then this woman came, Bhairavi Brahmani. He said, I can prove, you bring all scholars, Sri Ramakrishna's Mahabhava, this great ecstasy, I can prove it through the scriptures. The science of the scriptures and Sri Ramakrishna's life, Kali. A coincide. He is not crazy. Sri Ramakrishna was very happy, asked Motur, call the punjits. let us have a debate. So they, all the came and then they found that really he has attained the supreme realization and he has attained God. Even Sri Ramakrishna had a deep problem. He was about to send to the mental hospital. But luckily mothur. Brought all best physicians from Calcutta and treated him in Dokshineswar. I am just telling you that without Guru what happens? Some may send you to the mental hospital. (laughs) 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 And you may think that maybe, but actually it is a spiritual (laughs) experience. (laughs) I am just telling you the problem. For the reason I sometimes somebody says, Swami, I have this disease or I have some problem physical. I him, you know. If you're not satisfied with one doctor, have at least three opinions. <laughs> guru. Swami talked about Guru. Then he said sri ram krishnas mode of worship there is one kind of worship called boiti puja and Parapuja. puja Vodhi puja means i know the you know first achamanam ashansuddhi shuddhi, angasuddhi bhuta suddhi tar pare anganas karanas vyapaganas then you repeat the mantra then five items worship, these are all called vaidhi bhakti. You will have to follow this chronology. Generally all priests do. Sri Ramakrishna did not follow. His puja is parā puja, supreme bhakti. But what's one? Eh? The food came, Mother, please eat. I will say idam, nevedam, um, sarvodimam, song oing, ring, cling, sriram, musik, kalikai nama. Sri Ramakrishna did not say those things. Ma, khau. Mother eats. <laughs> our Usha sometimes repeats that mantra. Ma, khau. Thakur, khao Master, eat. That is our mantra. So, generally, that is called praner puja. That worship comes from the heart. Do you, I hope you are understanding that his puja, it is hot, dead. He started to fan. Oh, Mother, you like to listen some song? He began to sing. Then he started to do Aruti. One hour passed, one and a half hour passed, the drummers, the musicians, <laughs> their hands are aching. <laughs> <laughs> but his, his Aruti was continuing. Then, Rida, I came, Uncle, grabbed the thing and took the, the lamp from his hand and put it on the floor. <laughs> At least we have um, bhajan and ambikan ananda, if one goes to ecstasy, another will hold <laughs> and bring the lamp down. <laughs> Rida used to do that, Uncle! What are you doing? Two hours, sarvati is going on. (laughs) And musicians will have to beat the drum and ring the bell, dong, dong, dong. Their hands are aching. But see, I'm going to stop. He forgets space, time and causation. That is called Parapuja. I'm just giving you some examples. Sometimes, (coughs) instead of putting flowers to the mother, he put the flower on his own head, thinking that my body is mother's body. It is is good for Sri Ramakrishna. Do you know what happened? There was a Swami. He thought that, you know, he started to think that he is Ramakrishna. So in the temple, he went and entered uh, the shrine. We have a bed for Sri Ramakrishna. So he lay down on Ramakrishna's bed. (laughs) Then what will happen? He became crazy and kept him separate. He was a Brahmananda's disciple. Swami Gunatita Nanda, I remember him. Great scholar, but lost gone. <laughs> then one day I went to bow down to him. He hit me with his knee, I fell down. Then, from then on I abhagged him. So one day he was calling me, Hey! Come here! Bow down to me. Uncle Namaraji you will hit me again. <laughs> no, 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 no. You chanted the Vedas very well in the temple in Swamiji's birthday in Belgrimach. I was in training center. You chanted the Vedas very well. Now you bow down to me. Uncle Annamaraj, will you not hit me? No, no, no. All <laughs> 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 oh, great. <laughs> Funny! <laughs> <laughs> Sri Ramakrishna's mode of worship, he threw away his clothes, threw away his sacred thread, completely free from bondage, and absorbed in meditation in the Panja, the Panchabuchi tree. You will have to give up your shame even, that Swami was quoting. The Krishna took away the clothes of the gopis just to destroy their shame. Then one of our Swamis used to say, Babaji, many of the Vaishnavas, you love to take the clothes away from the gopis but you do not know how to uphold the bhagavad mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that strength you don't have. You are expiring taking away the clothes of the ladies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then, she says, Sri Ramakrishna developed another attitude, Shantan Bhav, I am the child of the mother. As a result, he made all women as his mother, mother and the child. In this relationship, there is no fault. You see in tantra, there is a Bhavar shādana, there are various modes of shādana according to tantra. But this shādana, all women are my Divine Mother. That Sri Ramakrishna developed. So his wife became mother. That I was working on that, when somebody asked Sri Ramakrishna, I said, who is greater, Ramakrishna and Holy Mother? Swami Vishuddhananda, this Swami. Swami said, I don't know, but one thing I can tell you, Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Holy Mother. He worshipped his wife, as a Shorashi. Then Swami explained, You know, if you ask me, I see how Ramakrishna looked after his wife. They worshipped each other. Ramakrishna was seeing my wife, Ramakrishna is seeing that Sharada is my wife, my disciple, and Jagodamba, the Divine Mother. And Holy Mother was seeing Sri Ramakrishna, my husband, my guru, and my Ishta, my chosen deity. They are worshipping each other. It is Holy Mother. He started Ramakrishna worship first, not Ramakrishna order. In Ponchu, in, in Ram's Holy Mother got a picture of Sri Ramakrishna and every day he was, she used to worship Sri Ramakrishna. One day Sri Ramakrishna entered the Nahabad and said, Hello, what are you doing? He saw his picture was worshipped by his wife. Then he took his own worship picture and he worshiped himself <laughs> with his flowers. So it is Holy Mother who first introduced Ramakrishna worship in the Ramakrishna order. Not any monks or any devotees. As Sri Ramakrishna worshiped Holy Mother as Saurasi, Holy Mother also worshiped Sri Ramakrishna as God. I put in that one, the two flowers on one stem, this section all of a sudden it came to i saw it and i asked george compress it it must go in this in this in this, in this, in this chapter and he did it i had this much space was there at the end of the chapter i pushed it <laughs> so it entered there when the book will come will be out in the early part of september hopefully you will see it matri bhav All women are the manifestation of the Divine Brothers. Sri Ramakrishna wanted to demonstrate this. The women should not be neglected, should not be abused, should not be criticized, should not be put down. Sri Ramakrishna demonstrated this through Swarasi Puja. As Swamiji said, a bird cannot fly with one wing. Two wings are necessary to fly. Both men and women are necessary to have an ideal, perfect society. Women should not be neglected. You see, some religions, they put women down. That Sri Ramakrishna did not like. Another thing, you see, is we see Sri Ramakrishna's when you read the Gospel of Ramakrishna, you will find off and on He is going into Samadhi. We never saw so much Samadhi in any other divine incarnations. I think I gave a lecture on Samadhi. How many kinds of Samadhi? Savikalpa, Nirvikalpa, Savitarko, Nirvitarko, then Ananda Samadhi, then Samprajñato, Asamprajñato, Bhava Samadhi, Unmana Samadhi, I gave a theory, a lecture, how many kinds of samadhi are there. (laughs) In yoga scripture, in Vaishnava scripture, in Vedanta scripture, only samadhi. Samadhi means sammā kādiyate toshmīn, when your mind will merge into Cosmic Consciousness. When the mind becomes mindless, what happens? Daitū na In the Manjuku Upanishad, there is a shloka. Idam sarvam no Whatever you see in this world are nothing but the reflection of the mind. When the mind becomes mindless, the duality is not perceived. Duality dissolves. When duality goes away, what happens? When the mind just stops, the world stops. All problems stops, Everything stops. All desires stop. Hmm? That, is the reason, that is the way our Yogavashishta Ramayana speaks about Manunash, Vashanakkhaya, Tattugya cessation of desires, dissolution of the mind, and illumination. It happens simultaneously. How to stop the mind? Do you know what is your problem? If the mind is too fast, you will be crazy. If the mind moves too slow, that is, you will be agile. How to bring rhythm to the mind? Some people, thinking of it. I know a young man came to St. Louis from Dallas. Mind is moving too fast. He, at midnight, he went to the park and he was jogging, running to stop the mind. Two, three hours running to stop the mind, to get exhausted, exhaustion. He would be crazy. Sometimes they give sleeping medicine so that the mind may sleep. Same thing, body. You know, there is a rhythm there. Sometimes people, you know, work 13 hours, 14 hours a day. I do not like it. Too much on the body. One day, two days is fine. Month after month, year after year, it is not good. There should be a balance. That is the reason Krishna says. Your food should be moderate. Your sleep should be moderate. Your actions should be moderate. The moment you go at the extreme, you will be in deep trouble. You know, some I saw the I, I some computer some engineers, you know, workers, oof, work hours, hours. There should be a limit. Otherwise, your body will be sick, the money you are making, as Dalai Lama says, here people earn money, ruining their health, and just spend that money to restore their health. That is our Dalai Lama's slogan. (laughs) Sri Ramakrishna's humility, Swami says, Master was so humble, one day Joginma's mother came and said, Chandra yeah, Chandrasen wrote about Sri Ramakrishna in their, his newspaper. So, Calcutta people came to know about him and wanted to see him. So, somebody came to ask Sri Ramakrishna, May I ask, could you tell me where is Paramahamsa Ramakrishna? Sri Ramakrishna said, ha, Ramakrishna, you have come to see him. <laughs> Some people call him Paramongsha, some people call him Chhotobhachaj, young priest, some people call him Pagla Bamun, crazy Brahmin, and he have come to see that Ramakrishna. So he confused people. So that he will not be disturbed by curious people, you know, Calcutta people. Kejane Bapu, kewale Paramongsha, kewale Chhotobhachaj, kewale Pagla Bamun, kuja now find See ya. Find him here in Dakshinesha. <laughs> Chakur was very funny. Pagla A rich man came to Dakshinesha. So Sri Ramakrishna was walking near the garden. Hey, could you make a could you give me a book here for me? So he see Ramakrishna make a flower bouquet and get presented to him. So that person went to Mathur and said, You know, you have a nice gardener. <laughs> he, he, he made a flower bouquet for me. But who is the gardener? Who, who is that corner in that room he lives? Then he said, Oh my goodness. <laughs> he is Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. Then, Krishna talked about, Swami quoted about self-surrender. <laughs> German people were asking me, their topic of their retreat was self-alienation. So I was telling you, you know, could you explain to me, I was telling that Swami, if I cannot visualize the topic, I cannot speak. Tell me what is alienation. I know the meaning of the alienation. I know the meaning of the self. How self can be alienated? Could you teach? Tell me." (laughs) So he started, let me search the Google. (laughs) (laughs) Google is the guru nowadays. (laughs) He started to put the word uh, alienation in the Google and all the words came, all the synonymous words. You know, if I cannot visualize, I cannot speak. First, I must know what I am talking about. I must want to get the meaning. self alienation he was telling self-elienation, you know, some people have low self-esteem. Uncle, that is not my main thing. self self I then I told him, do you know how I understand self-elienation? Self, there are two types of self. Highest self is the Atman. And lower self is the jivatma. Yes, capital, that is the Atman, Brahman. And lower is myself. That is all Lower S, Lower S, Lower Case, that is means ego, i consciousness. So I understand these things. Now alienation. I alienate this self. Which self? <laughs> that let me decide. If it is alienation from the big self, that means, uh, as I understand, divorce. <laughs> I'm divorcing God. So what happens if you divorce God? Then I, then I can talk for hours. <laughs> if I divorce God, what happens? The first I said, do you see the fireplace? Yeah. In German, uh, most of the home there is no air conditioner, but heating system is super. Under the, gro- under the floor, all hot water pipes. I, 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 have, I have never heard that thing that uh, uh, heat comes from the bottom. I saw heat comes from the roof that I saw in Santa Barbara. <laughs> That's uh, below the ceiling, above the ceiling, all the electric heating arrangement. I have this, oh I understand radiator I understand hot air I understand my space heater anyhow <laughs> so, so do you see that fireplace yes if you sit near the fireplace you will get heat you will get light if you stay away from the fireplace you will get cold and you will feel you will get darkness. Then I started my topic, what happens, where is God, where is, how to find Him, why do I not find Him, how we divorce Him, and then I brought all Vedantic teachings, and then two days I spoke <laughs> only on that. <laughs> I must understand first what you are talking about, the subject. Then I can speak. <laughs> and if I do not understand, I cannot just speak. Sometimes some topic I give, I first I first visualize. I say this topic. Atma it? Self surrender. I must surrender myself to whom? To God. What shall I say? My ego. One day one guru said to his disciple who was practicing austerity, Give up! Give up! What do I shall I give up? I have only a common jalu, a water pot and an asana. So he gave up. Again, Guru said, give up! I have nothing. No possessions. Still Guru says, give up. All right? I have my body. I shall destroy it. I shall set fire, I shall jump into that fire and kill myself. So he set fire and was about to jump in. Then Guru came and said, What are you doing? Sir, you said, give up. I gave up everything, still you are asking me to give up. So I have my body, I shall give up my... That body is not yours. Your body belongs to your parents, they made that body. They are the owners of your body. Your body is not yours. Then what do I have? Ego. My ego, I and my, that I am asking you to give up. That's i is saying, Atma, Samotpun. Saranja. You will find Krishna of sage in the Arjuna, Saranjha. Saranja does not go, come until and unless we give up our ego. Little baby only knows self surrender That baby does not have an ego. I got 100% surrender to the mother. If mother does not look after that baby, that baby will die. Definitely. That baby will die. And mother knows, I will have to take care of my baby. In the same way, if we can be like baby, that Jesus said in, in the Bible, be like babes then God will, definitely will take care of him. That Swami is talking about humility, forbearance and egolessness. Now the gopis have two kinds of ego according to Vaishnava scriptures. modiyata obhivan, todhiyata obhiman. modiyata obhiman means I am a maid-servant of Krishna, I am a maid, I am a maid, I am a maid, I am a servant of Krishna, that is ego, they develop that ego, and to the women, our body, mind, everything belongs to Krishna, everything is his, not mine. That is called Tudiyatabhima, he is not mine, this body, this mind, my senses, everything belongs to God. When Uddhava came and asked the gopis, why are you crying? Why don't you meditate on Krishna? Then gopis said, Uddhava, you are a jnani, man of knowledge, you are asking us to meditate on Krishna, do you know what is necessary for meditation? You need a mind. We have no minds. Krishna stole our minds long ago. He is a thief. (laughs) Our minds only think about Krishna. Our minds are not in our bodies. That is called veda. If you want to meditate, you need a mind, but we do not have minds. Krishna stole our minds long ago. Day and night we think about Krishna. Same thing when our Girish sage, said to the devotees, you people are thinking of Ramakrishna. I am trying to forget him. He possessed me in such a way, day and night he is in my mind, I cannot act, I cannot write, I cannot do anything. Ramakrishna is ruining my life, my career. That is called real devotion. Day and night only Ramakrishna possessed me. You people are trying to think Ramakrishna, I am trying to forget him. What kind of devotion this person had? And you when you close your eyes and sit for meditation in the shrine, then you will see that who is taking away your mind. The thing which you love, your mind will go there. If you love God, your mind will go to God. Another thing I was trying to tell you that Ramakrishna's teachings came from Mukha. Do you know what Bhabamukha is? It is the border between the infinite and the finite. This side is Brahman. And this side is the universe and beings. So Sri Krishna is seated there. The moment he looks this direction, he is entering Shama, in Samadhi. He merges into Samadhi. The moment he sees the infinite. The moment he turns his face this side, he sees these millions of human beings are suffering. Suffering. So he comes forward to teach them. That is the called Bhava Mukha. He is God. This side he into Brahman, this side he is the compassionate God. He wants to help people. Come. I have the medicine. I shall cure your worldly disease. That is the way Sri Ramakrishna functions. It is the border between the infinite and the finite. How to love God? I shall tell you, the Bhaiṣṇava's tradition, they have various kinds of mood spiritual mood. The first mood is called sneho. Sneho means affection manifests when intense love melts the list and flows towards the beloved. A big chunk of butter you bring near the fire, you will find that it starts to melt. The whole butter, that cube, will be melted into liquid butter. So the moment the mind goes toward God, it begins to melt. That is called sneho. Affection. Mother's affection for the children. So his affection comes. Very sweet, you know, I... I want to take care of my beloved. Next, man, P I Q U E, develops when the lover's genuine love seems to be rejected or not reciprocated. The beloved feels guilty and tries to please the lover. That is called man, man bhanyam. Krishna was trying to pacify Radha. I love you so much and you rejected me. All right, go, 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 don't come to me. Go, go. The moment he says, go away, the more Krishna comes to him. That is called man. He is trying, the beloved is trying to pacify the lover but this person gave up her everything for me and I am so cruel, God, that I should not look after her. God descends and comes more and more to the lover. You know, how they they develop these kinds of attitude toward God, relationship. Next comes pranaya. Pranaya is the friendship. Creates the feeling of Oneness. The lover feels the beloved's pain. That is the most important thing, you know. Feels each other's pain. Husband and wife. Wife is suffering, husband doesn't care. Husband is suffering, wife does not care. No, no, no. They should feel for each other. You know that feeling is extremely important in in spiritual life. Do you feel? Swamiji said, some people feel, but they do not know how to execute that feeling. Swamiji is talking about If you want to be a patriot, do you feel for the miserable people of your countrymen? Do you want to serve them? Do you want to take care of them? Only some people have a lot of emotion feeling, but they do not know how to channelize it, how to execute that feeling. So you must find out the way. Some people f- have the feeling, find out the way, but they do not have patience. They start a project and they give up. If you read Swamiji's lectures, my plan of campaign, which he gave in Madras, he gave these three conditions to the... If you want to serve humanity, what you need? First feeling, then you must find out the way. Third, you must stick to it till death. Then success will come. That he was talking about. pranaya. Pranaya means Bundu. I was telling, you know, some German people, they only want to reason, you know. Actually, you do not love your wife through brain, <laughs> you love your wife through heart. Then I told the Pascal's funny story. Wife was crying, the husband was a chemist. He took the tears of his wife <laughs> and started chemical analysis. <laughs> Water consists aqua, then sodium, <laughs> then mucus. <laughs> and wife was telling, you are a stupid lover. <laughs> you do not know what tears is. He started doing chemical analysis of the tears of his wife. Stupid! That happens, you know. I, I told the German people, learn to love with your heart. <laughs> Beloved, then comes raga, intense love. Is it Tremendous passion for the Beloved that brings forgetfulness of one's body and transforms pain into joy. Raga. Suppose the husband worked whole day, tired, exhausted, hungry, came back home. The wife was suffering from pain of gallbladder. It needs surgery immediately. The husband forgets his body, forgets hunger, forgets exhaustion, takes his wife, runs to the hospital, emergency. Whole day, night there is a surgery, whole night he stays with his wife. He transcends his physical pain, he transcends everything for the beloved. That is called Raga. Then onurāga, a constant feeling of fresh love remains the monotonous state of the mind and generates unceasing waves of love for the beloved. That is a beautiful state. You know, sometimes in marriage life they get bored, you know, they do not know how to make the life interesting. New thoughts, new ideas. You should sometimes physical plane, sometimes mental plane, sometimes intellectual plane, sometimes you spiritual plane. Move around different planes of consciousness. Then you will be able to enjoy life. Otherwise only eating and sleeping and enjoyment and watch television, bass. Cows potato, bass. <laughs> <laughs> I have plenty of money. All, I have seen some people, they have plenty of money. What they do they do? Only doctor's office. Is this, oh, go to the doctor. <laughs> every, every week, five, six doctor's appointments. <laughs> Thakur said that rich people's money go to the doctor, mm-hmm. go to the lawyer, go to the robber, and goes to the spoiled children. <laughs> That's what Sri Ramakrishna saying Rich people's money, where will they go? Doctor, lawyer, robber, spoiled children. <laughs> Thakur was so funny. <laughs> Contractor. <laughs> Contractor. So, anyhow up to this tonight i just told you some of the interesting thing about <coughs> spiritual life all right good night everybody <laughs>